Many of today's employers are struggling with retention issues and suffering the cost of high turnover. Consider the cost of onboarding a new employee, posting the position, interviewing, training new employees, and an overall decrease in department productivity while that person's being trained. That cost can easily reach over $3,000 per employee. One of the advantages of joining the connection, GST Michigan Works Business Resource Network, is that member companies can collaborate regionally to help the business thrive, grow, and create jobs by bringing a strategic and collaborative approach to solving these talent problems. If you're interested in more information on how you can get connected to The Connection, please contact Cindy Thornthwaite at 810-233-5974, extension 352, or visit gstmiworks.org forward slash The Connection. Hello and welcome to The Works, a podcast by GST Michigan Works, where we explore strategies to attract and retain the best talent Michigan has to offer. So, without further ado, here's your host, Jesse Bilyeu. Welcome back to The Works Podcast. I'm super excited this morning to have our guest with us, Penny Poplar, Program Director of the Flint Healthcare Employment Opportunities Program, which is a program that we will now call FHEO because that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's an excellent partnership uh, between Greater Flint Health Coalition and GST Michigan Works. Um, so we were just chatting before we came live here that uh, this is a, a program that is the um, longest running program with GST Michigan Works and all of our Michigan Works that came before us yes. So uh, <laughs> since 2002. Yes, our program has been around since 2002, but we actually partnered with Michigan Works in 2008. Okay. So we've been working with Michigan Works as a partner uh, since 2008, and it's been a great partnership. Fantastic. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about the program, and obviously we know that healthcare careers are um, in demand yes. uh, and probably won't ever not be in demand as long as there's human beings, I would think. Exactly, and that's kind of how the program got started. So back in 2002, uh, Mott um, Foundation did actually a a um, survey on what are the in-demand um careers in this area and it was of course it was manufacturing at the time mm -hmm. and then also healthcare mm -hmm. and employers were looking for qualified employees mm -hmm. and so the Mott Foundation came to the Greater Flint Health Coalition which is our partner company to um, see if we could help put something together in regards to a healthcare training mm -hmm. and so our, my parent company Greater uh, Flint Health Coalition uh, we focus on um, health initiatives in the city of Flint. Mm -hmm. And so we are what we call a convener. Mm -hmm. We convene different committees. Uh, we survey the community and find out what exactly is the community missing in regards to health care. Mm -hmm. And like I stated, when they determined that um, employment in health care was an issue, it's like, well, how does this fit in with the Greater Flint Health Coalition? Yeah. Well, now, as you look at public health, you look at social determinants. Mm -hmm. And social determinants affects health. And employment affects your ability to feed yourself, mm -hmm. um, insurance, things of that nature. Absolutely. And so that's how the employment health care um, program played a part of being part of the Greater Flint Health Coalition. That's fantastic. Yes. You know, so many of the conversations that we're having on the Works podcast have to do with sort of that, uh, how the interchangeable programs, you know, exist within a community mm -hmm. that, you know, as a workforce agency, GST Michigan Works, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, we're talent, we're yes. focused on talent. 
you know, and, and so what does that mean? Why are we in a conversation about housing? Why are we in a conversation about health care? Why mm-hmm. are we, you know, and, and all those things are connected. Yes. And uh, so I, I think this is a fantastic partnership. But the, the thing that I really key on the, in on the most is that um, when we talk about being a demand-driven system, um, you know, it's it goes so much deeper than just looking at labor market projections, mm-hmm. although that's an element, but it's actually the, the partnerships with the employer partners that are hiring and them defining the needs. Mm -hmm. You have to marry the two. So you have to find out what the employer needs are and what the community need and bring them together. And I think that's what we do for healthcare at the FHEO program. Absolutely. So we bring employers to the table and they kind of help us grow our program, foster our program, determine what trainees we should offer, even what life skills that our employees are missing that they see in their workforce. And so we try to bring that to the table when we're bringing in new um, community members into our program and helping them grow as employees and helping them find their niche in the healthcare field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you know, I, I, and I know we'll get into the kind of the, the key requirements, I think, as part of the program, but one of the things that really stands out to me is 120 hours of life skills training. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's a critical element of any training program today. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about what that includes? What what really defines life skills training in in this particular program? Sure, that's an important piece of our program. Um, we provide 120 hours of life skills training, as you stated. It's Monday through Friday from 9 to 4 for three weeks. And it's treated like an employability training. So they have to be there on time. They have to take um, breaks like they would do on a job, and then they leave at 4 like they would do any job. But they also help them incorporate their life and work environment, not to bring your home environment to work. So we work on life skills, mm-hmm. um, being on time to work, um, working with your employees, at, other employees, Um, being respectful to your managers, um, learning how to communicate better. Of course, things happen, but communicate with your manager. You do a three-day no-call, no-show, and then, of course, you're going to get fired. But maybe if you had to call your employer in advance, say, hey, my mom is sick. Is there any way we can change my schedule? Then maybe we can work something out. You know, of course, just teaching them those basic skills and then also working with them on figuring out exactly what do they want to do. You know, they come into our program, their friend may be a CNA, but you may not be that great. So you may be better as a pharmacy tech, you know. So we kind of help them figure out which employer, which career path they want to take. So we also have career exploration. Mm -hmm. We bring in past participants that are working in career fields. We bring in professionals. And then also um, our training providers come in and talk to them about their training to give them a better understanding of which direction they want to go into. And then once they complete, um, they are able to start their training. Um, not everybody can actually complete. So they get in there, they may not make it on time, it's kind of tough. Okay, let's try this again, and we'll bring them back for the next go-around. We never tell anyone no, but they have to be ready to move forward because when we talk to employers, we're telling them we're bringing qualified people that have their credential and are ready to work. And mm-hmm. so we have to make sure that we can put that stamp on you before we can bring you through. Absolutely. So. You know, and when I think about employers that, you know, we talk to – every day that identify those critical life skills as a as a as a gap it's mm-hmm. a it's a need that you know is great mm-hmm. sometimes even with their current employees mm-hmm. that are that are on staff um, you know that that's the value in collaborating with your peers mm-hmm. your industry peers to help to structure and define mm-hmm. some of these um, critical areas as part of the training and onboarding process mm-hmm. for your business yep. uh, I think that that's you know extremely valuable uh, when I I want to back up just for a second and talk a little bit about um, 
the assessment piece that's a that's a part of that too. Mm-hmm. So what what could a person expect or what what does that look like? We have a couple of different phases. And so we do two assessments. One is a comprehension assessment just to make sure you have the skills and the ability to go into the training that you want to go into. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know, but pharmacy tech you have to have really good math skills. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a little weak in your math area, we can either help you get um uh um get some rehabilitation in that area or you know we can direct you in another path in regards to what training would be a good training for you and then we also do a career fit to make sure that's a good fit for you Mm -hmm. um everybody can't take care of the elderly help them bathe them that you know you know become that close to them because sometimes you're in that environment and you may be at work one day and the next day they pass Mm -hmm. are you emotionally stable for that and so we do a career fit to make sure that's a good fit for you Mm -hmm. and then we also have our health care partners come in and help us enter so the HRs from the um, healthcare companies that we partner with, they come in and help us interview, sit down, talk to um, the people that are interested in their program, and just help us figure out, you know, if they're a good fit for healthcare. Mm-hmm. And from there, then they can move on into the um, life skills training. We also do um, background checks, and because most of the time working in healthcare, you can't have a background. Mm-hmm. And also, um, we provide uh, drug testing. That's great. Yep. Well, you know, when you think about um, the investment, because, you know, that's what it is when you're investing in someone to go through training. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a lot of times people think they can go to, let's say, CNA training and then, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go back and now I'll train to be a welder. Yes. But it doesn't really work like that. No. And so really we're um, the work that's being done ahead of time to try to make sure that they're fit is also beneficial because if they're not on the right path and it's not going to be a good fit, mm-hmm. it's easy then to turn them to, you know, back to another career coach that maybe is going to help them. Maybe their passion is more in line with IT or some other um, avenue that we need to help them explore. Yes. Uh, so I like that you say that, you know, the answer is really never no. Right. Um, it's just a matter of, and it could be timing, mm-hmm. as you said. Maybe if they have individual life circumstances that aren't going to help them be successful, mm-hmm. then, you know, we need to, to check in with them and maybe revisit it at a different time or help them upgrade their skills a little bit in reading math, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. It's a check and balance for both. It's a yeah. check and balance for us and then also for um, the actual person that's coming through the program. It gives them an opportunity to figure out, is this the correct path? Yeah. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Maybe I should be in IT, which is my passion, but I'm doing healthcare right now because I think I can find a job right away. Right. Sometimes that doesn't always work because you're going to end up always going back to what you actually wanted to do. You yeah. know, eventually you know, your heart's not going to be in it or you're not going to be going to work like you're supposed to. So let's figure out what's the right path first and then get you moving in that direction. Absolutely. So that's what we do. And so are, are you in a place right now where you're interested in partnering with additional healthcare companies, people that are employing individuals? Definitely, all the time. Um, as I stated, uh, we are employer-driven. We have a committee. It's called our Oversight Committee. We meet every other month, and we talk about where we're at now with the program and how we want to move forward. Uh, we survey our employers every year to figure out what they're hiring for so we can structure our trainees around that. Uh, we don't want to get people a training, and then they can't find a job afterwards. So we try to make sure we are focusing on areas that the market is not saturated and they can find employment. Um, So that's important to us. So bringing employers on that have a need or have a different need that we can focus on to help developing a training on is great. Uh, We also work with the um, 
educational training providers in the area. So we have Mod at the Table, we have U of M. We also work with some of the smaller training companies like Charter, Mock Workforce. And so we all sit down and we talk about what's needed, how can we make things better, the trainings. If we have to do a quick, short-term customized training, that's something that we can provide for employers. We also do work experience, um, especially mm-hmm. with our youth. So we have a special component for 18 to 24-year-olds. And we yeah. do um, work experience. We can do subsidized employment. We can do OJT. There's a lot of different avenues that we can cover to make sure we're servicing our employers and our participants. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of the key areas I know that have been outlined as in-demand occupations, and certainly, you know, the the data supports this, and mm-hmm. we see it in the, the postings and obviously through the employers that you're working with as well, but um, CNAs, medical assistants, uh, pharmacy tech, healthcare unit coordinator, mm-hmm. um, medical billing and coding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've listed some additional occupations, but it's it's not limited to that. It, no. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, we work with the state. The state has a website called um, Talent Connect. Um, and then also there's a, a federal website called ONET. And we look at those sites to see what's in demand on top of our survey with our employers. And if a participant comes to us and they're interested in a training that we don't normally offer, we'll we'll look it over, make sure it's an in-demand training, um, make sure there's someone in the area that offers that training, and then make sure they're approved by the state for us to be able to work with them. Right. Yep. And the Training Connect site. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, some success. Okay. Um, I mean, it, that's always fun to, to share, and you always have great success stories. So yeah. is there anything that sticks out in your mind of something that's happened in the recent past that that's, uh, that's a feel-good story? Yeah, one of my favorites is uh, we had a, a young man that, come, that came to us. Um, he was in our youth program, the 18 to 24. Um, he came through. He actually did subsidized employment, and he did it where he gained some clerical skills. And then we also do what we call talent tours, and we went to Diplomat for a talent tour, and he was able to see what they do, the ins and outs, and he was interested in pharmacy tech, and that kind of just solidified it for him. And he actually got to speak to some of the HR there, some of the people that worked there, made some good connections. Um, he did six months of pharmacy tech training, mm-hmm. completed past his state and national certification because you have to be state and nationally certified to work as a pharmacy tech. Mm -hmm. And within a month of completing that, he was able to gain employment. Wow. Yep. And way may above sustainable wages for the city of Flint. So he's doing pretty good. Yep. Everything worked out pretty good. That is great. Mm -hmm. I love those beginning, middle, end stories where you just kind of follow somebody through the process Mm -hmm. and and kind of go, yes, it worked. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. What, you know, would you say, you know, if you had to summarize the key things that you want people to know about the work that you do, what, what are the most important things that you want to share? What, what's the most important thing you want people to know? Um, that we take our job seriously. Uh, we really do look at what's available in the market because our end goal is for people to get a job and be successful. Mm-hmm. And that we really do click care about the participants that we work with. Yeah. You know, um, I tell I tell them all the time. If you need to just call this event, you can. Now, we probably only give you five minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> get it out your system and then get back to work. You yeah. know, because I know everybody needs that. Yeah. So we really do care about the people that we work with. We want them to be successful. Um, and in order to do that, we need to know what's going on, what's going on with our employers, what's going on with the community, so we can move forward. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Penny, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been fantastic, and I hope that we can 
um, continue to work together and, and expand and grow this even more and have you back on the podcast and talk about more success. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've always enjoyed working with Michigan Works. It's a great partnership. And um, you guys provide us some of the talents that come through as well. You refer people to our program. So we love working with Michigan Works. Great. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. And if you're a healthcare employer, and you want to be part of an innovative, hands-on career exploration experience with thousands of high school students, you're in luck because we are hosting monthly quadrant meetings to help plan and design the Region 6 My Career Quest event. The next meeting that will be uh, coming up for the healthcare quadrant will be on Monday, May 27th at 3 o'clock p.m. If you're interested in joining the conversation, please give me a call. Um, at 989-635-3561, extension 236.